into the depths of the sea with a whale to bring back a runaway prophet. Lord, your love is relentless. Will you do it with abandon? There's nothing that we can do, Father, that would make you love us any less. And you may be seated. Hang on before the children go to Children's Church. Hang on one moment. I've asked Whitney to come and to share a gospel witnessing story. You'll understand why I had to hold everybody for a moment. So Whitney, come, uh, come share for a moment. Praise God. Thank you, Whitney. Praise the Lord. All right, now the children and Josh and Whitney can go to Children's Church.
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, let, me, let me just, as she's walking out the door, she's, she's gone now. She might hear me, she might not. Um, she's using the platform that God has placed her on as as manager in that company that she works for and as the manager in the company she worked for previously she's been she's been using that platform to share christ um regularly and i get to uh, I, every once in a while i'll get a i'll get a text i'll get a i'll get a message from her um can you pray about this right now this is something that's going on right now. Can you pray? And, and you know what, what, what? It's exciting. I get to be a part of all of that. And so, um, praise the Lord. Anybody else? Anybody else with a gospel witnessing story for this week? Anybody shared Christ with somebody this week? All right, so I had the opportunity to um, find myself in a place where I had to have makeup put all over my face this week. I did. I had to... Um, and, and it was uh, it was intense, just that piece of it. Uh, but anyhow, um, and so um, the the lady who was doing all of that to me um, was named Sarah. And so anyway, I got into a conversation with Sarah. Found out that Sarah is a is a pastor's kid. Found out that uh, found out that that Sarah knows the Lord and and just got to rejoice with her. Got to invite her to Mission Community Church. Hope to see her at Mission Community Church uh, one day. And, uh, but anyhow, you know what's, you know what's interesting? Um, you know who the last person was who um, engaged her in a gospel conversation? Would anybody like to take a guess who the last person was that engaged her in a gospel conversation? David Platt. <laughs> David Platt. That, that, was pretty, that was pretty cool because she was telling me the conversation that David Platt had with her uh, uh, a few weeks prior. And so... That is, um, that's quite interesting, and, uh, but anyhow, um, and for those of you that don't know, David Platt is the, um, still the current president of the International Mission Board until he, his replacement is found, and um, he continues on with his teaching pastor role right now at um, McLean Bible Church there in McLean, Virginia, and so anyway, what, a, um, what an opportunity. So turn in your Bible to Acts chapter 5. This will be my last Sunday preaching for a few weeks. Um, you will not see me up here for a few weeks. And um, boy, what a message to end on. What a message to, to walk, walk, out, walk out the door in a matter of speaking um, here in this book of Acts. But you know what? But you know what? We, we have to take the totality of this word. We, we have to take this word holistically, holistically, W-H-O-L, not H, okay, if you, if you get what I'm saying. In other words, we can't pick and choose, we can't pick and choose what we're going what, what to share and what we're not going to share and so on and so forth. So here I find myself today, here I find myself uh, today talking um, of, this, of this passage, this passage of divine miraculous punishment. Did you hear what I said? Divine, miraculous punishment. 
So as we, as we walk through this, as you, try to get, as you try to get your mind around this, as you try to get your arms around this, as you try to grasp what God is teaching us in this passage of Scripture, let's pray before I read and let's dig into it, okay? Dear most precious Heavenly Father, Lord, we love, honor, and praise you. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, for, for your word and how your word speaks, how your word teaches, how your word corrects, how, how your word rebukes, how your word um, shows us how to live. And Lord, as we, as we dive into this passage of Scripture about um, Ananias and Sapphira, Lord, I, I pray that you would illuminate for us what you want us to learn from this, what you want us to change in our lives, if there's something that needs to change, Lord, that we would understand that you, you are the creator. You give life and you take life. And Lord, um, and, and Lord, you are in control of everything. So, Lord, as we, as we read through this, as, Father, you use me as the messenger this morning of your word, Lord, I pray that you would speak through me. And, Lord, we give you the praise, the honor, the glory. All this, you most precious and holy name, amen. Acts chapter 5, verse 1. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession. And he kept back part of the proceeds, his wife also being aware of it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? While it remained... Was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not your own under your own control or in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men but to God. Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. So great fear came upon all those who heard these things. And the young man arose and the young men arose and wrapped him up, carried him out, and buried him. Now it was about three hours later when his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter answered her, Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. She said, Yes, for so much. Then Peter said to her, How is it that you have agreed together to test the Spirit of the Lord Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Then immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. And the young men came in and found her dead, and carrying her out, buried her by her husband. So great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. Wow. Wow. But you got to understand, you got to understand what was going on. You have to understand, you have to understand the church. 
you have to understand that the, that the first century church has been birthed, that, that a lot has gone on in a short period of time, has it not? A lot has happened since that church has been birthed. Did you, you, you cannot forget, you, can, you cannot forget the part where in chapter 4, verse 32, it says, Now all the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and of one soul. They were together. The multitude, see, the ecclesia, the, the sent ones, the ecclesia has, has now, you're now getting a picture, you're now getting a picture of the church being a community. A community, a community of people, a community of people who take a commitment together. We're going we're gonna to have a Sunday before too long where we're going to sign our new membership covenant for Mission Community Church. Okay, and, and I want to encourage, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and say something I pr- should probably say in an invitation, but I want to encourage you that if you have not chosen to join us at Mission Community Church, then I would encourage you to do that on that Sunday. Not that it has to be tied to that Sunday. You can do it any Sunday, but that, that would be a special time for you to just to join with us and to put your, put your name on the line. To put your name on the line and say, yes, I want to be a member of this local body. I, 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 I'm one with you. I'm with you in this. Believe it or not, church membership does mean something. It does mean something to be a part of a body. It does mean something to, um, to yield yourself. And, and, and I want you to understand something. You, you know, the Bible speaks clearly about spiritual discipline, about church discipline. Okay, about the fact that sometimes we have to do some things that are not very comfortable. But I, but I want you to understand something here. This did not happen at the hands of Peter. You might blame Peter for what happened, but God's the one that executed the judgment, that executed the punishment. Peter was just the mouthpiece. Peter was just obediently obediently doing what he was called to do in that situation. And you might wonder, how did Peter know what he knew? How did Peter know what he knew? How did he know? See, see, you go back, you go back to just before this, Barnabas has just sold a piece of land. And Barnabas has just brought all of the proceeds to the apostles, and he's laid it there, and he's entrusted it to them as part of the community, as part of the community. In other words, in other words, a pledge, a pledge was made, a pledge, a pledge was, was given in a matter of speaking. You see, embezzlement occurred here, and here's what you don't embezzle. You don't embezzle your own money. You don't embezzle your own money. You embezzle someone else's. So, as we as we dig into this, we got. I guess we got to kind of go into a courtroom. I, I think it's the only. I think it's the only thing that we can do is we've got to go into a courtroom, and we've got to understand who the judge is. We've got to understand what 
how things are laid out. We've got to see, is there a past, is there a past precedence for what we are seeing? In other words, has something like this happened before? Do we have, now? and you've got to understand, things are changing. Things are changing, are they not? The church has just been birthed. The church has just been birthed, and, and, and here we are in, in, in this new, at this, on this new day at the church. And two people, in a matter of speaking, die for a lie. Two people die for a lie. So let's find, the, let's, let's find a common thread. Let's find a common thread here. Go with me to Joshua 7. Go with me to Joshua chapter 7. Because New King James says that they kept back. They kept back. This same, this same verb, this same verbiage is what we see in the sin of Achan. Do you remember Achan? Do you remember Achan, a part of Joshua's army? Now, there's a lot I could read. I could read the whole chapter of 7. I'm just going to take bits and pieces of it. And, and here's, uh, let, let me go to 6. Let me, read, um, let me read 18, 19 and get you a, give you an idea of what God told Joshua. And you, by all means, abstain from the accursed things, lest you become accursed when you take of the accursed things and make the camp of Israel accursed and trouble it. But all the silver and gold and vessels of bronze and iron are consecrated to the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. So the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets, and it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat. You know, of course, we're talking about Jericho and and all that was going on there. But, But here's the thing. They were fighting, and they were victorious, and all of a sudden... All of a sudden, something happened, and they began to lose, and people began to die. And they were defeated by folks that they shouldn't have been defeated by. They were, they were victorious in times when they shouldn't have been victorious, and now they're being defeated, and they're being killed in a time when they shouldn't. And, and, and look at what, look at what and, and Joshua was trying to figure this out. Joshua was saying, what changed? Look at verse 10. So the Lord said to Joshua, get up, why do you lie thus on your face? Israel has sinned, and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them, for they have even taken some of the accursed things, and have both stolen and deceived, and they have also put it among their own stuff. And now Joshua's got to figure out, huh, who did this? And he starts questioning people. He starts questioning people when he comes to Achan. And he, and he asks Achan. And we, get to this, and we get to this part down at verse 19. Now Joshua said to Achan, My son, I beg you, give glory to God, 
to the Lord God of Israel and make confession to him and tell me now what, have you, what you have done. Do not hide it from me. And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel, and this is what I have done. When I saw among the spoils a beautiful Babylonian garment, 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold weighing 50 shekels, I coveted them and took them, and there they are, hidden in the earth in the midst of my tent with the silver under it. And because of this, Achan would be stoned. In fact, here's what it, here's what it says. Then Joshua, verse 24, Then Joshua and all of Israel with him took Achan, the son of Zerah, the silver, the garment, the wedge of gold, his sons, his daughters, his oxen, his donkeys, his sheep, his tent, and all that he had. And they brought them to the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, Why have you troubled us? The Lord will trouble you this day. So all of Israel stoned him with stones, and they burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. This is... This is some of that presence that is being set. Go to Leviticus. Go to Leviticus chapter 10. These are things you don't see very often. Okay? You don't, you don't, you don't even see it in Scripture very often. I'm not going to read but a couple of verses here. You can spend more time with this later. Leviticus chapter 10, starting in verse 1. Then Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer and put fire in it, put incense on it, and offered profane fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. So fire went out from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. These were the sons of Aaron. These were the sons of Aaron, the high priest. Aaron, who had, who had a call on his life, did, did Aaron do everything right? Did, did, Aaron, did Aaron make some huge mistakes? Could God have chosen the same thing with Aaron? Yeah, he could have. And, and he, he, So, now go... To Second Kings, chapter five. Isn't this an odd journey? Isn't it an odd journey to find the presidents for all of this? So this is a conversation about Gehazi. Gehazi, guess what our children will be talking about next week? Naaman and Gehazi, and I had nothing to do with that. And they'll be talking about this particular story. Gehazi, the servant, starting in verse 20, Gehazi, the servant of Elijah, the man of God, said, Look, my master has spared Naaman, the Syrian, while not receiving from his hands what he, what he brought. But as the Lord lives, I will run after him and take something from him. So Gehazi pursued Naaman. When Naaman saw him running after him, he got down from the chariot to meet him and said, Is all well? And he said, All is well. My master has sent me, saying, Indeed, just now two young men of the sons of the prophets have come to me from the mountains of Ephraim. Please give them a talent of silver and two changes of garments. So Naaman said, Please take two talents. And he urged him and bound two talents of silver in two bags. 
with two changes of garments and handed them to, the, to two of his servants, and they carried them on ahead of him. When he came to the citadel, he took them from their hand and stored them away in the house. Then he let the men go, and they departed. Now he went in and stood before his master Elijah, stood before his master Elijah, said to him, Where did you go, Gehazi? And he said, Your servant did not go anywhere. Then he said to him, Did not my heart go with you when the man turned back from his chariot to meet you? Is it time to receive money and to receive clothing, olive groves and vineyards, sheep and oxen, male and female servants? Therefore... The leprosy of Naaman shall cling to you and your descendants forever. And he went out from his presence, leprous as white as snow. These are some difficult things. These are some tough things to, to read and to understand. But, but, here, but here is the, the standard, the standard that's been set. That, that obedience... Obedience to God matters. Doing, doing, what, doing what God says we're to do matters. Now, let's pick up one more piece. Go to Deuteronomy 13. There are, there are more than just this. There are more than just this, but I'm going to only share a few of them, Okay going to only share a few, and like I say, you can carry this further in this discussion, okay, or in this, or in, in what you're learning. So Deuteronomy chapter 13 and verse 5, but that prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death because he has spoken in order to turn you away from the Lord your God who brought you out of the, of the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of bondage to entice you from the way in which the Lord your God commanded you to walk. So you shall put away the evil from your midst. So you shall put away the evil from your midst. Uh, and, and, I, and I want you to understand that most of the times when this is being said, they're talking about somebody. They're talking about somebody, and they're saying the evil should be put away from or out of your midst. Now go to Deuteronomy 24. Deuteronomy 24. Like I said, there are many other places that that same thing, that putting the evil out of your midst or away from your midst is in Scripture. Okay, look at, look at 24.7. If a man is found kidnapping any of his brethren of the children of Israel and mistreats him or sells him, then that kid kidnapper shall die. And you shall put away the evil from among you. Now, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 13. Context is key. You have to read all of this. You have to understand what's being said in all of these different contexts. But it's just very interesting where, 5.13, where 5.13 goes. But those who are outside God judges. Therefore, put away from yourselves the evil person. So if you wonder, 
Is there a standard for this? Is there a reason for what we see here in Acts chapter 5? I think the case is very well laid out. I think it's very clear what God is telling us concerning these two people. Because let me, let me assure you, tradition was broken here. Tradition was broken here. There was, there was no other way to put it. And let me just show you how. So, they sell a piece of land. They sell a piece of land. They bring the proceeds to the apostles. But they only brought back part of it. And immediately, and immediately, Peter, Peter takes them to task on it. Takes Ananias to task because his wife's not with him. But this that they did, this that they did, both knew about. This is, this is one of those things this is one of those things. And, and you know what? The, you, you know, I'm just going to say this. I'm just going to say this. I, I'm going I'm to speak about me. I'm just going to talk about me. You, you out there, think about you. Okay? But there is very, 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 very little that happens with me that she doesn't know about. You got me? There is very, 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 very little that I do or that I'm a part of or where I go or what I do or decisions I make that she's not a part of, okay? Now, like I said, you figure that one out for you, okay? You figure that one out for you because it says... And he kept back part of the proceeds, his wife also being aware of it. So she was an accomplice. She was an accomplice. Okay? You understand my wording there? And brought a certain part, laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit to keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? Don't get caught up in how did he know. Because I can take you to some scripture. I can take you to some scripture where, where the people were prepared ahead of other people coming to them to lie to them. That God had already said, they're going to come to you and they're going to lie to you. And you're going to call them on the lie. Okay? So, so, here's the, so here's, here, here they are. Now, you've got to remember, where are we? Now, we don't know, exactly, we don't know the exact uh, address where we are. But here's the thing we know. We're at the birth of the early church. We're at, this, we're at this very young community of believers that are gathering together, okay? And who, for the first time, is invited in? Because of Ananias and Sapphira's action, for the first time, Satan is invited into the church. Do we wonder how Satan gets into the church? Do we wonder how something like this occurs? You see, to be of one heart and one mind means that we're completely sold out to God. That we're completely sold out to God. That everything about us is His. That everything about us is His. That we, that we have made that kind of commitment. We have made that kind of pledge. But here's the thing. Ananias was distracted by something. And what was it that he was distracted by? 
He was distracted by money. He was distracted by that desire for security. He was distracted by that thing that the world's distracted by. What was Judas Iscariot distracted by? He was distracted by money. So much so that he would betray Jesus because of it. And we see how far that went. And what what ended up happening with that? And immediately, while it remained... Was it not your own? He's saying, you know what? When you, when you held it, when you owned it, it was yours. It was yours to do what you wanted to with it. You did not have to sell it. Are you with me? You did not have to do what you said you would do. And, but when he sold it, but when he sold it, he had a responsibility of what to do with it. Okay, And he brought back a part of it. And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? See that? You see, you see, what's, you see what's being said here? In, in other words, this was a decision that you had to make. This was a decision that you had to make. You made the decision you made, and here you are. Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? Where does, where does sin begin? Or where does sin come from? The heart of man. You have not lied to men, <clears throat> but to God. You have not lied to men, but to God. Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. Gone. Can you? Can you? I can't. I, I, can't, I can't get my mind around that. I can't, I can't fathom divine, miraculous punishment that goes to that extreme. But you know what? We saw other cases, did we not? Did we not see other cases where God, where God divinely punished people? Then Ananias, hearing those words, fell down and breathed his last. So great fear came upon all those who heard these things. And the young men arose and wrapped him up, carried him out, and buried him. All right, now the thing is, that's not normal. Now, they said that, they said that Palestinian funerals happened quickly. But this was quicker than quick. Okay? You've got you to gotta, you gotta understand, the, the, the things that they have or the things that they didn't have in that day, they, they're better at today. They're better at today. They're still, they're still lacking. But um, then it goes on. Now, it was about three hours later when his wife came in. Three hours later when his wife came in. She didn't know what had happened. Again, different. Different, Okay. When his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter said to her, answered her, Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. She said, yes, for so much. What was happening again? And, and we don't really, we don't seem to see it as much in Ananias' case. But they believe it was there. And that was the opportunity, the opportunity to come clean. See, see, there's something that this is, there's, there's something that's just bouncing around here. Your sins will find you out. 
your sins will find you out. My sins will find me out. Okay, it's going to come to the surface at some point. Why not deal with it? Why not deal with it? Sean, had a, Sean and I had a conversation one day, and his, and his comment was because of, I forget what had been said or what. No, actually, I think I, I'm beginning to remember. But he said, he said, you know what? With the way people act about people and about what they hear about people and things like that and what they do with it, why would anybody, why would anybody want to come clean? Why would anybody want to confess sin? That's that's a hit on us. I mean, you know, we we, I mean, this, Peter was not the judge. Peter was not the judge. God's the judge. God's the one who will judge us. That's the one we ought to be afraid of. We ought not be afraid of people. Okay, we ought not be afraid of man. And he goes on talking about Sapphira. He says, um, then Peter said to her. How is it that you have agreed together to test the Spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. She just found out her husband died. She just found out her husband died. Very, very unusual circumstance. Um, And then immediately, then immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. And the young men came in and found her dead and carrying her, carrying her out, buried her by her husband. Husband and wife. You, you think they thought about that? Do you think they really gave that some thought as to what that decision was going to mean? So I had a... Um, just, I had a uh, really good friend, married to a married to a lady, and she decided to um, she decided to leave him, have an affair, and eventually marry him. I mean, it it just just about destroyed my friend. I found myself many times having to sit down with him and just get him through the moment. And uh, it was difficult. It was tough. Now, I'm telling you this. I'm telling you this because of what happened. And you wonder, does God deal with sin in this way today? Does God do this kind of thing today? So, this woman and her other husband, the children from the first marriage, grandparents in the car behind, are going on vacation. They're going on vacation. And they pull up to an intersection, and I could tell you the intersection um, down in uh, another state, and you would know the intersection if you've been there. Pulled up to an intersection, and as they pulled through the intersection, they were hit by an ambulance going to an emergency call, and they were killed instantly. The man and the woman. 
children were hurt badly. Grandparents and other children in the car behind and all of that. And, but, the, but that man and that woman died instantly. Now, you tell me what that was about. Or you just ponder what you think that was about. Because I thought it's been, it's been a part of me for all those years. So great fear came upon all the... And, and, and here, here's the thing. There were professions of Christ in the midst of this thing. So people, people make it known who they are. Okay? I'll just, I'll just say that. Does it matter? When you tell somebody you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, does it matter when you say that you're a believer? Does it matter when you sign your line to a, to a membership covenant and you say that you, you're a part of a local body? Do, does this stuff matter? Does it, does it matter what God says? Does it matter? So great fear came upon all the church. Man, I, I would say so. I would say so. Great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. You reckon they were trying to figure out what happened? You reckon they were trying to, what just happened? What did we, ju- what did we just see? What did we just go through? But, there is a reason that God wanted this in His Word. You know something? Because, and, and you know, we can, get, we can get wrapped up. We can get wrapped up in this, in this story. We can ask a whole lot of questions that I don't know that we'll ever get answers to. Because... When we get to heaven, I don't think it's going to matter. But, here, but here's the thing. We have to take the whole thing in its totality. The whole thing of what was happening. Peter and John had just come back after being arrested. Peter and John were, Peter and John were, um, were, they were actually rejoicing. Remember, they prayed in harmony. They prayed as a congregation. They were praying for boldness. They were praying for courage. They were... They were in harmony. They were in one accord because of, because of what they were doing and because of their giving and because of their, because of their willingness to help others and to help one another in the church and so on and so forth. You know, the, the apostles were able to preach the resurrection with great power and all, and all of those things were happening. And, and, and people were selling things and they were selling things that made no sense. It made no sense to be doing this, but they were doing it and they were bringing it all and they were laying it at the apostles feet and they were saying it's yours to do with as the lord would lead you and he and then all of a sudden and then all of a sudden somebody decides that they're going to go a different direction and they're going to be distracted and because of that and because of that divine miraculous punishment occurred So when you try to figure out what happened, just remember divine, miraculous punishment. If you can get your mind around that, if you can get, and and, and remember, and remember, the stage had been set. Because you see, it all matters.
it all matters. Okay? There's a common thread through every bit of this. And that common thread is Jesus Christ. That common thread is Jesus Christ. And you know what? We all, we all need Jesus. We all need Jesus. The first step, of course, being salvation. Being salvation. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, God help you. Sorry. But I'm not sorry. We need Jesus in our life. We need, we need to take the step of asking Jesus to come in and be the Lord of our life. Forgive us of our sin. Cleanse us from unrighteousness. We repent of our sin. And we follow Him the rest of our days. We follow Him the rest of our days. And then we become a disciple. And when I say become a disciple, sure, sure, you accepted Christ. That's only the beginning. That's only the beginning of the journey. That's, that's, that's just, okay, all right, you're at the start line. <laughs> now, let's go. Let's go. And we're to make disciples. And we're to make disciples of all nations. Make disciples of all nations. So, so when you have trouble, when you have trouble with a passage of Scripture, you've got to do some digging. I hope that I've expounded in the best way that I can. I, I, I can tell you I've been on a journey. I've been on a journey with this one. And I've, been, I've read this one numerous times. I've, I've answered many questions about this one and all kinds of stuff. But you know what? The answer's there. The answer's there if you'll dig for it. The trying to get a better, a better understanding. Now, maybe not a complete understanding, but a better understanding of what happened. Let's pray. Dear most precious Heavenly Father, Lord, again... We love, we honor, we praise you. We thank you for your word. I thank you for the truthfulness of your word. I thank you for the, 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 the hard places in your word where we have to, where we have to determine what, what are you teaching us? What are you saying to us? I think that we see here that our word matters. I think that we see here that commitment matters. I think that we see here that, that sin will be dealt with in one way or another. Gehazi walked, walked away from the, from the circumstance that he thought he had gotten away with with Naaman. He thought nothing would go wrong, and he walked away with leprosy. Achan was stoned to death. Ananias and Sapphira dropped dead. So Lord, um, so Lord, you are, you are perfect in every way, and and your reckless love is so overwhelming. But you are as perfect in your justice as you are in your love. So Lord, um. So Lord, I pray that I pray that we would that we would do everything that we can to stay close to you and to run from sin. And Lord, may we may we be the kind of church, may we be the kind of church that that people can that people can come, they can confess it, they can offload it, they can lay it 
at your feet and be, and be thankful that it's over and be thankful that redemption is of you. Job said, I know that my Redeemer lives. Lord, we love you and we praise you. Take this time of invitation and do with it as only you can. Your most precious and holy name. Amen. Let's stand together.